Well, good morning, my brothers and sisters. We're so happy you've joined us today in our inaugural podcast broadcast. Today, we're going to, we hope and pray that these podcasts will encourage you and enlighten you. And in some instances, cause you to look at your life earnestly and honestly and ensure you're in sync with God. Now, we realize we won't always be totally in sync because we still have a flesh in us and there's a war going on. We, we admit that the flesh and the spirit man are warring against one another. However, with constant prayer and constant focus on our lives and our journey, we improve. I often tell the church that we are constantly in the state of progressive sanctification. I believe that there are three steps to sanctification, positional sanctification, progressive sanctification and ultimate sanctification and, and, and positional requires you to acknowledge God and Jesus and the fact you need a savior that puts you in position for salvation. And once you acknowledge him and you're saved according to the word of God, we then move to the place of progressive sanctification. And that's the highest state you'll ever uh, obtain on this side. As long as that flesh is in your body, you always have progress. I tell the church, Progress reports come in everything you do in life. In school, on your job, we get evaluation, mid-year reviews, and we're, we're often improving up. Areas of improvement always brought to our attention. No one is perfect. There are a few smartest that have made all A's in life, and I'm not sure they made 100 on every test in life, but the reality is there are some shortcomings in all of us. And so we, we, we are here to hopefully encourage and inspire you to stay the course, to steady your, steady your course as a child of God. And those of you that may be listening that don't know the Lord, we encourage you to give it a try. Consider the alternative, that perhaps you need a Savior. Uh, we, we believe that we need a Savior. We believe that there's life after this world, and there's a heaven and there's a hell. And so I just want to introduce our podcast today, and I thank you for listening to this broadcast. It won't be long today. I just want to introduce... The word of God to someone that may be struggling to get up from their condition that they're in today. Acts 3, when you have an opportunity to look at your Bible and study the, books, the book of Acts and you look at uh, Acts 3, you see Peter and John on their way to the temple um, at the hour of prayer. And they go through the beautiful gate and most of you know the story that there was a lame man that was born lame from his mother's womb. And he was laid there daily at the gate called Beautiful. Now, we often say that's an oxymoron, an ugly scene at a beautiful gate. But however you translate that scene, that scene really called for action from the believers. And most people, even in modern day, their action, they see a beggar in front of the church, especially about to walk into the church, their heart is, is, is on Christ. And the tendency is that that can is there, they're shaking that can, is to drop a bill in there, a coin in there, because we feel good about uh, that little handout that we provided to him or her as we walk in the church. And so this man was born this way, the Bible is real clear, from his mother's womb. We don't know why. Uh, but the family somehow decided that his best fate in life would just become a beggar. And I can't tell you how many people in life have been told that the best you can be is A, B, or C in life, but God has something higher and greater for his children. 
And so we 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 see two or three things uh, happening at this uh, this scene at, at the temple. First of all, we see believers uh, not wanting to really get involved, and apparently he knew that his family knew that they weren't going to encourage him beyond. God bless you, here's a dollar, God bless you, here's two dollars, God bless you, here's a quarter, and they keep it moving. And, and oftentimes, I, I tell the church, we often pass by the mission of the church trying to go to worship service. I was taught as a young child that we enter the church to worship, we depart to serve. I mean, how, how, how closer could a person be right in your face that here's, here's a call to work, a call to action, not necessarily a handout as most people were doing. Even today's society, we love to go to church. We love the worship experience. We have more programs than the, than, than the world has, I believe, in some instances. We have all kinds of days, established, all kinds of conferences, and we're just simply encouraging each other. And nothing wrong with that, but there ought to be a limit to how much time we spend just encouraging the believer. The world, the world needs us. The world, God told us, go ye therefore. So we, we come, but then we go. So we can't stay on the mountain forever. That's much work. The matter of fact, the word of God makes it clear. The harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. We have to go and make a difference. We can't wait till people come to church on Sunday and say, we brought them here. We give them a quick word of encouragement. Hope they join the church. It requires work. And so Peter and John were going in. And the man decided to ask of alms of them, the word says. And so a couple of assumptions here. The man had become accustomed to the believers going in to worship to hand him a handout or a coin. So that's an assumption uh, manifested through his, his life and his, I call his disposition. And this is all I have. And so I assume that if I, if I shake this can, you will respond. And most people apparently did that. Otherwise, the custom would have been stopped a long time ago. They would have fallen to the spot, as they say in the world. This spot's not hot anymore. You got to go somewhere else. People have figured out uh, that you're always here every day begging. And so when that, when that burns out, people find somewhere else to go. But this man met the wrong two. Now, this is all he knew. It's all his family knew. They resolved that this is the best this man could be. You're going to be a beggar all your life. But Peter said, look on us. Now, the man looked not expecting what Peter had to offer him. He was expecting some, some, some money. But Peter said, look on us. And when he looked, Peter said, silver and gold have I none. Sometimes we give silver and gold when God is asking you to give them more. There are so many people in life that are stuck because they believe the negativity has been uh, beating their head and, and practice in their mind that this is all I can be. It's all I'll ever be. And so Peter said, I got something greater. He's in the name of Jesus. Oftentimes when we help people, we forget to say, in the name of Jesus, my brother, my sister, you can do better than this. There's a better lot with your name on it. God does not want you to stay in this condition. And so, so, so here's a man that's accustomed to his money being handed him, but yet G Jesus showed up with Peter. He says, I have something better to offer you. Look on us. We know the rest of the story. The man got up. Jesus, through Peter, I command you in the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. When a man can get up from his conditions. There are people laying down right now in life. They have resolved through despondency or bad choices and hurt. 
that has happened to them that this is best will be. I'll be a paralytic in my mind and in, 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 in my psyche forever. But God is saying to somebody today through Jesus Christ, look, look on me. Look at my son. You can get up from this condition. You don't have to stay in this shape that you're in. God sent Jesus. He went on that cross, but yet he got off that cross. And he got up. We have the power to rise above hatred, anger, jealousy, the things that cause us to want to stop. I say you, to you today, my brother and my sister, look on Jesus. We, we, we often say, look unto the hills from which cometh our help. But I want to challenge you to just gaze up into heaven and think about Jesus. And, and, and Lord, I've had some setbacks in life, but I know, God, I am not destined to be this sad all my life. I'm not destined to be a cripple and with nothing, nothing in my lot except to be a beggar. I see people come to work in wheelchairs with canes and sticks. They make their way because they don't allow that physical condition to stop them. That's not their disposition in life. You can still be somebody. Somebody's depressed today because of heartache. But God wouldn't have his child remain in that state. Look on Jesus. Somebody's unemployed and think it's the end of the rope for them. But I challenge you today to look on Jesus. Get up. Get your new resume. Get started again. Fresh start. Somebody just went through a divorce. But I promise you, God said, I've come that you may have life. Sit my son. And more abundantly. So get up. Get up, my brothers and sisters. The struggle is... To get up oftentimes requires someone that's willing to not just hand you a dollar bill, but give you a hand up. If I can pull you up, if I can pull you up from that position, from that horrible state of mind that you're in. And that's part of the struggle. That mindset, if I can reset that mindset, if you can reboot that mindset, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can get up from this place. It hurts like Hades when you first have to get up from your place of despondency, your place of loneliness, your place of, of rejection, where the tears are flowing and, and the woe is me is just hovering and having a field day with you. But I challenge you to look on Jesus. God bless you until next time. It's been Pastor Willie L. Patterson, the pastor of the Redeemed Community Church. Say thank you for listening to our inaugural broadcast and get up and look up.